Hey, Rach. How are you doing with the sponge? It's tough. I'm trying very hard. I'd call it absorbent. Not to touch it <laughs> on my face. Or I might cry or be a little bit sick. I'm not sure. It's a tough one for you, isn't it? Because you can't stand sponge. But in order not to blow into the microphone, you need sponge. I'm just not looking at it. It's fine. <laughs> You're looking at anything looking else. looking at the ceiling. It's fine. <laughs> Don't wave. For our listeners, Ooh. Hugh is waving his sponge in front of Rachel, <sighs> which is not as exciting as it sounds. I'm a professional. I'm just not going to let it get to me. It's fine. This is outrageous bullying. <laughs> it is HR. <laughs> Shall we go, Rachel? Shout louder than that. It's based in Manchester. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel, is your microphone turned on? Yeah. Okay, cool. Let's go. You were just trying to make me touch the sponge. Just a little bit. Let's do this. You're listening to the Real Reading Podcast. We apparently live in a society where people who go to festivals need to be told that putting their sleeping bags down the toilet is not a, not, not a very good idea. Did you ever watch that program uh, Hunted on Channel yes. 4? Yes, that's brilliant. Did you see brilliant. the yes. one where the guy came out of Reading Station yeah. and chased him all through Reading, yeah. all along the canal, and eventually caught him with a funny Yes, that was brilliant. Hello! I'm Hugh Fort. I'm Rachel Nemeth. And I'm Tom Canning. And welcome to episode 69 of the Real Reading Podcast. Sadly, no excellent vintage radio ads for you this week, but we do have some ukulele fun as our guest interview is David Stewart, a ukulele teacher in Reading. You might have seen him at Ready Pop Festival and any other number of gigs around town. Uh, we've also got Rachie's Fact of the Week this week and the latest Fort Explains It All, which is about Hugh. Uh, the winning subject that everyone loves, Traffic. And yes. importantly, Import- traffic consultations. Consultations, yes, we, yes. Which no one has done. Which not enough people have filled in. <laughs> okay, so whilst listening to this podcast, you could be filling in the Reading Borough Council traffic consultation. Indeed. Without paying Me. us full attention. Me. Us. No, I not need you. To concentrate you. on this. Us. Our <laughs> listeners. Oh, the listeners. Of interest, who in this room has filled out the traffic consultation? Ah. Uh. Aha. Um, we are part of the problem. It's because I walk a lot, so I, I didn't. I sort of forgot about it. It's a gigantic brainstorming exercise, though. You don't need to drive to to. Not you could be holding the key to the monorail plan that will <laughs> save this town. Monorail. No, I've seen the future of travel in Reading, but I'm going to save it until your segment. Okay, he does have a segment in a bit. Um, whilst we let all that sink in here's Jeremy with how you can get in touch with the show get in touch with the team find us on Twitter at Real Reading Pod and search Facebook and Instagram for Real Reading Podcast you can also email getreading at reachplc.com thank you Jeremy um, guys something I wanted to bring up I've got a bit of FOMO um, right go on what what is FOMO? Fear of missing out. Oh, it kept coming up on other podcasts I was listening to, and I was like, yeah, I'm cool. I know what that means. Do and you so though? I just thought I'd admit it in front of everybody <laughs> now. <laughs> I have no idea. I just kept quiet. I didn't know what it meant either, but oh, I kept quiet. That's okay then. YOLO. You only live once. You only live once. Oh. I preferred You Only Live Twice, the sequel, <laughs> which but is a dreadful <laughs> joke. <laughs> what is your. 
FOMO. Um, down at the Abbey Festival is this Saturday. Oh, yeah. And this is a lovely festival by our mates uh, at from the Are You Listening Festival and Heavy Pop Guys. Mm. And they're putting on a festival, a sort of acoustic-y, folky sort of festival in the Abbey, in the, in the centre of Reading Abbey, which looks great. Uh, two stages of live music, uh, including friend of the show, Pete Hefferum from Shed Cafe. Oh, yeah. He was in a band once, you know. Uh, and uh, a band that came and played my festival back in May called the Amazing Tiger Band. The Tom Festival. Yes, the, the Tom Fest. Tom Fest. Tom yeah. Fest, yeah. Yes. They were um, amazing, but sadly Sorry, they... what was the band called? Uh, the Amazing Tiger Band. Oh, right. They were two out of three. They were amazing and a band, but they were not tigers. No oh, tigers were hurt in the uh, making of this music? No. Exactly. Sorry, just fiddling with the machinery for a second. We're not going very good with technology, are we? No, so so far on this... That's a very generous description <laughs> of what's <laughs> happened this afternoon, yes. What we need is, uh, you know, like when we were kids and you'd have a cassette player, you just press play record at the yeah. same time. Oh, God, yeah, it was Huddle that simple, it. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It was dead simple. Yeah, but we'd be so much better. Yeah, if there are any sound engineers in the <laughs> Reading area who want to come in and show us how to use this strange gizmo that at the moment we sort of poke blindly out and hope things happen <laughs> that just, would be just uh, twiddle with the knobs that would be, be good fine. yeah we've been trying to record this for about half an hour and uh, all we've had is the tunes of bbc radio berkshire going through our ears because somehow the whole thing is picking up a radio station <laughs> but nobody in the building is listening to yeah we've been around the building the and no one is listening at all to the radio which is i wouldn't have minded if it was test match special or something like that that would have been all right but <laughs> simply red is a step too far in, in any situation yes. what have you got against mick what have you got against what you, you, got against you had a big Rachel. problem with him <laughs> i no, i haven't my brother thinks i look like him I mean, you have curly hair, but that's I have about curly it. hair. I don't have a ruby in my tooth. Uh, oh, okay. I don't have red hair. Can't afford one. And I'm not a man, so... And you haven't committed various crimes against music. <laughs> I have not. <laughs> Although my rock choir friends might say otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> that's a walking out moment for me. If, if the discussions of rock choir led to somebody saying, I want to do Simply Red, I'm gone. That's it. New rock choir for me. I'll go solo. <laughs> Musical differences. Um, so just uh, just to finish off on my down the Abbey Festival piece, oh, yeah. um, they also have uh, the Siren Craft Brew guys are opening a bar there. It says pop up bars and food stalls, and it sounds amazing. Now the reason that I have FOMO is because it is also my wedding anniversary this weekend. Could you I know, not right? Make that the celebrations. No, we've booked a hotel in the Cotswolds. Ah, if any burglars are listening, please don't rob me. <laughs> Oh, you know who you are. Is it only on on Saturday then? Yeah, it's only on on Saturday. Uh, As it turns out, uh, as usually happens, when you have to go on something important uh, and and meaningful with your wife, there are suddenly loads of other things that tickle your fancy that weekend as well. But obviously, oh, I've made the right decision. Cotswolds with the wifey is the best option, and she has found a steam fair. So, mm, you know, there'll be beer there. Oh, exactly. I know. I've Mm -hmm. been to steam fairs. It's lots of steam engines with beer. Oh, this is Sounds good. two of Tom's favourite things. It reminds Bless me. Of, look at his little excited face. It reminds me of when I used to live in Oxfordshire and work in Reading, and I was driving home one night, and I got stuck behind the whole <laughs> of the Woodcote, Woodcote steam rally, <laughs> heading oh. heading up a hill, 
on the A4SM4, one of the most dangerous roads in the uh, south of England, and lots of very angry people behind <laughs> me wanting me to overt- also overtaking my tiny car going up a hill, a traction engine going about seven miles an hour with enormous <laughs> queue. This was not this was not a calm experience of mine in my life, and I wouldn't wish it upon anybody. No. So, uh, just one last plug for Down the Abbey Festival on Saturday, which sounds excellent. Um, thanks, guys. Time for Rachie's Fact of the Week. Reading Fact of the Week. Rachie, Fact of the Week time. What have you got this week? Big facts. Oh, well, I chose my, chose my topic and then I was told off because the location of said topic is not actually in Reading. Although some hero came to your rescue and you pointed did. out that back in 1974, it was at least in Berkshire. Yes. So I was going to talk about... About the um, year you were born, wasn't it, Rach? Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's cheap and low. He's just, he's taking swipe after swipe at me today. He's had a chance to settle down. and say, We've given him half hour to prepare for this. Mm. That's the trouble. He's settled down. He's got his jibes in. And I'm hyped up because I've got the Reading Borough Council Planning Committee this evening. So I'm, oh, I'm, in, I'm in the zone. The adrenaline's pumping. <laughs> Rach, come on, right, tell yeah, us about sorry. it. Sorry. Right. So I was. I wanted to talk about Bunkfest in Wallingford. What is Bunkfest well, in Wallingford, Rach? I went last weekend to it. So it uh, it's a music festival, and it is completely free. A community festival. Oh wow! So to make it fact of the week. Uh, give you a little bit of a a rundown about the history of it again so uh, a chap called Bob Wyatt started the the festival back in 2002 he was the landlord of a pub in Wallingford called the Cross Keys at the time which is right on the the Kynecroft recreation ground there in the centre of town Um, so he wanted to do this little folk festival in the pub because he was a big folk fan and it was one of those things that snowballed and exploded out of the pub onto the Kynecroft and then some steam engines turned up and there was lots of beer and stuff and it's steadily um, sort of grown over the years. Um, the reason it was called Bunkfest was because Bob paired up with the, the Charles and Wallingford Railway Preservation Society. Oh, I'm familiar. Mm. Uh, and he was going to raise funds for them through the festival. So... At the time that Brunel beat, uh, built the train line that goes sort of the main one from Bristol through to London, Wallingford went, oh, we don't want a train line through our town. So it bypassed and went through Chelsea instead. But then they went, oh, but actually we would quite like to have goods arriving <laughs> into the town. <laughs> so they built a little, uh, a little branch line that goes into Wallingford. So... So legend has it that one of these little trains was coming out of Chelsea to Wallingford. Some joker uncoupled the carriages. <laughs> bants. Oh, <laughs> massive bants. So the engine went off without the carriages. Um, so it had done a bunk. And I that see. is where the name Bunkfest comes from. This is the bunk line, isn't it? Is that right? It's the bunk line. Yes. It sounds so, also like an episode of Thomas the Tank Engine. It does, doesn't it? Thomas would have come to the rescue there. He would have. He would have got the fat controller to recouple. <laughs> so, <laughs> that 
sounded <laughs> quite different to what it's, I meant it's it to. Almost the tank engine still still a thing. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is the fat controller still called the fat controller? Is he called called the? It's a Topham hat, I believe these days. It's a Topham hat. Is he known as something else more more correct? No, I think he's still the fat controller. I think so. Um, yeah. So the festival this year, unfortunately, that the founder Bob White he d- he did pass away earlier this year after a battle with um, cancer. So there was. This isn't Bob White, who is a long-serving councillor in uh, Wokingham, is it? He died earlier this year. Oh, I don't know. Or possibly last year. I think yeah. he died in May. I have to check this. Cause Bob, Bob White is incredibly well known. I, I've known him for. I, I had known him for years. Oh, an incredible community servant in the um, in the Wokingham area. But you said he ran a pub. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know if he still ran pubs in, uh, but was I thought he was still based around Wallingford mm. rather than. It could be just two people of the same name. Yeah, uh, both possibly. two incredibly community spirited fellas yeah. called Bob White. Bob White. Wyatt. Wyatt, sorry. Wyatt. Wyatt. Yeah. Um, so there was lots of tributes to him going on over the weekend, which was really nice. Um, so many different beers there, Tom. How you many did you try? You would have had a, a field day. Do you know what? I, I bottled it. No pun intended. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I took it home. <laughs> <laughs> I got a bit overwhelmed, so I just I stuck with the uh, the bunk fest pale. Oh, nice, good which shout. Which was um, who was that brewed by? It was a uh, Lodden, Lodden and, and Loose Cannon yes. together. Um, but we oh, we just had such an amazing time. Loads of great bands. The atmosphere was really great, and apparently I googled it. Apparently there was ten thousand people there. Really? Wow! It's huge. That's fantastic. For a, yeah. How did so. you know that? How what? did you know what brewery created yeah, the ale? How did you know? Because it's Are a you special some sort of brew mastermind for the festival. I follow Lodden Brewery on Facebook. They had it on there. Ah. Uh, I see. It would was that be tasty. Your, would that be your mastermind subject? Breweries. Lodden's beer. Or would beer. it be Bratnell Town, 1990 to 2019? <laughs> the glory years. The glory years. <laughs> <laughs> So huh. those are my little. F- there was a few little facts in there for you, but it's an annual thing. So I've just. I know it's not in Reading, but it is only twenty minutes down the road. So look yeah. out for it next year because. Wallingford great. is a lovely town. Wallingford is a town, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a, a market town. It's got really nice. They, they have. They basically shut the town off for the weekend. It's all pedestrianised, so they have all of the pubs have live acts performing. Um. They have stuff in the the marketplace, loads of stalls and food, and it's just it's just a really really good day. Sounds sounds like something worth going to. Yeah, we should have told you all before now. Yeah, probably should have done. You could have come. Would have been nice. Yeah. Next year. Burfest. Burfest's the next one. <laughs> next I'm not going to talk about festivals next every year, week. I promise. Tom still won't be able to go because it will still be his wedding anniversary. Oh, will it not? True story. No, because it was last week. Yeah. Oh, you're talking. Yeah, I'm getting my. Uh, last I'm getting my events mixed up, aren't I? Yeah, it's the Abbey thing this weekend. Yes. Thanks, Rach. Um, you're can welcome. I, can I? Can I just say, just because uh, our Berkshire Live Facebook commenters would be furious with me if I didn't point out, Wallingford is not in Berkshire. I know that, but you can get on a bus and it's twenty minutes away. So. Well, I'll tell you what, you can type the responses to them next time. <laughs> I will. You don't need to be scared to cross the county borders. Frightening. What? <laughs> what? Right. They're fa- You've pushed the limits now. Wow. 
exploring new and uncharted territory on the. <laughs> you live in Oxfordshire. I do, yeah. Well, there you go. You you venture out every day. I know, and people talk to me about my experiences. <laughs> in the so. What's it like there over the border there in Reading, right? <laughs> Thanks, guys. Uh, that's the end of part one. Uh, in part two, we will have Fort Explains It All and our interview with David Stewart. This is Fort Explains It All. Welcome to part two. Hugh, it is your time to shine. I always shine as brightly as the brightest star. <laughs> I don't know where he's getting these from. Is he I writing these down? I don't know what's happened. No. Just because you took ages at the beginning, he's gone yeah. and Googled all these little <laughs> things to put in. I should have said brighter than a thousand suns. That would have been... That would have been better. That's quite bright. Come on. Yeah, blinding. Let's get traffic consultation Dazzling. done and out of the way. So this is a very simple thing. Um, we talked about Reading's biggest ever public consultation on transport um, a couple of weeks ago, uh, asking for people's views on the future of how you're going to get around the town um, up to the year 2036 to reduce the congestion we all know and some people apparently love and but also <laughs> with there is a oh you can't beat a good traffic jam no. well exactly yeah what would you complain about <laughs> when you weren't in the <laughs> I think that's the big fear there's going to be nothing to complain about well, yeah, no exactly clearly and also the air, air quality issue in various places including Caversham and on, around the IDR I believe um, so this launched uh Last month, I think, um, so far, there have been 2,000 responses. Seems quite that reasonable. That's, that's pretty good. Good. 2,000 people engaged. Lovely. Um, it's okay. For a council consultation, it's pretty good. But um, <laughs> this is the number one subject um, for people in Reading to, to, to solve. So I would suggest that um, the fact that the council have also put out a, a press release, which is, it reads like a gentle reminder, but I'm sure... The council would hope quite a few more people take part in this um, than have already. Um, so, essentially, there are two public events. Uh, one is going on <laughs> right now. <laughs> <laughs> so there is there is one public event after we uh, after we come out. Um, Hang on, what, when when's the other one? Uh, the other one is on the September the tenth, which is Tuesday. Oh, okay, fine, at, we'll be okay at Reading Station. Okay. Um, I'm just going to pause for one second because my headphones are falling <laughs> off. You're supposed to put them. Like oh, yes, I was wondering why you didn't have them over your, your head. head. Yes. There you go. There you go. Oh. Do, I, do that a bit. I don't want to mess my hair up. You look like a like a sports reporter <laughs> of, the, of, of the, the TV. <laughs> of the 1970s. Of the, of the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you need a sheepskin type coat. <laughs> Uh, you made me lose my train of thought <laughs> now. Um, yeah, so there's a there's an event to go and learn more about the consultation on um, on September the 10th, and it can also be found on the council's website. The council is very very keen to encourage as many people as possible to take part, and I think I think everybody should. Um, uh, according to one person who tried to fill it out, it, it's not a quick process. But can I take a stab at who that one person was? It's someone in our office, yes. yes. Uh, you have to add the caveat that he always moans about everything. And 
that probably identifies him as well. Well, he makes him one of two. Who's not me or you? So, oh. and the other one's in America. So, sorry, Jonathan, you've been outed. <laughs> have you done it, Hugh? I, I, We've already established that none of us have none done of it. us have done it. But I, I very much intend to do it because I'm one of those awful, dreadful, evil people who don't live in Reading but drive drive in every day. Yep. I've already been stung by the changes to the early bird parking in the Broad Street Mall this week. Fourteen pounds. <laughs> thank you very much. Um, and so, yes, yeah, so I am now just going to lower his chair a little bit because he's got rather high on his pedal stool. Yeah, he has <laughs> a little bit. I don't blame anyone for putting up parking prices, but um, I I knew it was coming, but I didn't know it, was quite, it would quite be as much as that. The change. So How much was it? Fourteen pounds. To from. From the early bird used to be between six a.m. and ten a, ten a.m. So I get would get in and it would be six quid a day, but it's changed now to uh, six a.m. and eight a.m. So when I do my late shift, which starts at ten, it means I'd have to pay that whacking great amount. So it's the cattle market again for me now, <laughs> which is only eight pounds. So yeah, but fill in the consultation, let, come up with fantastic ideas on how to how to uh, improve. Travelling around Reading and air quality, and the council will consider all the submissions. Um, some of the more radical ones you may ne- may never appear, but uh, but they're not ruling out anything at this stage, and they are very much keen on as many people as possible um, filling it in. So I would say they'd probably want at least double the amount of people um, who have filled it in so far. Yes, although two thousand is a reasonable amount to get an idea from I'd but say. but still as, as you say number one issue in the area yes come on everyone i'm gonna go and fill it out straight after this you've emboldened me yeah. to do so have i well you're just gonna write monorail on you <laughs> submit Shh. how would you spell monorail <laughs> <laughs> i've seen it i've seen the future of travel in reading go so, on well, we're not is this not beer bike again Beer bike? We oh, no, no, no. Megabike. <laughs> no, well, that, no, that was, yeah. No, I said about for school runs. Yeah. Before, no, no, no. Oh, although that is still a brilliant idea. But this is this is different. So, you, you know, like when you watch films, so when you watch, say, Back to the Future, the old ones, and you're like, God, that's what it's going to be like in the future with like a hoverboard and, and things. I've seen it. It's here. The things are here now. So I said to you guys a few weeks ago that I'd seen an ex-colleague on this odd unicycle thing. Right, yes, you did, I remember. Do you remember? Yes. I've seen somebody else on one. It's it's becoming a thing. So to describe it, it's just a wheel with um, you know, like a spoky thing coming out the middle either side so you just stand on the spokes either side and the wheel just goes along you don't sit on anything you don't hold anything you're just stood on a wheel and it goes along uh, it's very odd sure you weren't dreaming? no I've, an ex-colleague of yours has one and lives somewhere near me and I've seen him multiple times and now I've seen another man on one I'm going to Google it. I'm going to give you a picture, Tom, so you can put it on the podcast to prove, like the beer stroke school bike, <laughs> I am not making it up. It's the future. Okay. I, look I don't to want it. one. I would break both legs within two seconds, but. Fine. That's the future. Are we done? I'm done. We <laughs> yeah, do? Okay, I'm fine. Done. Well, that is 
I look forward to seeing it. That's because you you don't know what to say because you think I've made it up. Yes. Yep. Mm, okay. As per. We mm. believe nothing. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Thank you, Hugh. Very informative. As always, please fill in the consultation. Um, now it is time for the interview with Reading's ukulele king, David Stewart. Hello, Dave Stewart. Welcome to the Real Reading Podcast. Thank you very much. Yeah, good to be here. So, you are a ukulele teacher. I believe I refer to you in the podcast as Reading's Ukulele King. How does that sound? <laughs> that sounds excellent. Yeah, no, no. yeah, King's good. Yeah, I'm going to take that. <laughs> I wasn't sure how you would re- react to that because if you reacted badly, I'd have to go. I'm not sure why you would react badly, badly, but I would have to go back and edit it out. And I just, I just don't want to. No, so I'm, I'm glad we've, I'm glad we've agreed on that one. So no, that's fair. Um, I, to, be, to be fair, my, I do get called quite a lot of Dave Ukulele or Ukulele Dave. Not me. An awful lot of people have no idea what my surname is. Uh, they assume ukulele is part of my name. You know. What, what, I, what I found in the last week whilst speaking to you and talking to the rest of the team about ukuleles is ukulele is a very difficult word to spell. It is a difficult word to spell. There's a lot a of people in there when I think there should be an e. Absolutely, that happens on a very regular basis <laughs> to the point where actually I did a I did a course. I was running a course recently, and a, a person, the organisation running it, was handing out certificates to the people who kind of done it at the end, and they they spelt it wrong. And luckily, oh, it was one of the participants noticed immediately, and immediately went to one of the organisers and said, "Can you redo these, please?" And uh, and I fully backed them up. Yeah, if you can. But it's sometimes because of uke, because we often call yes. it uke, so I actually spell that U-K-E, yes. so that's why, yeah, absolutely. It does happen, it does happen. So, absolutely. Um, the ukulele then, tiny guitar. Uh, 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 um, yeah, no, not well. Yes and no. <laughs> oh, that was a terrible answer. Wasn't it? That's quite all right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, no, uh, because it's an instrument in its own right. Yes. Um, and I never look at ukulele leading to something else, or something else leading to ukulele. Completely two two great instruments in themselves. Uh, I play guitar as well, uh, or used to. I don't really play it very much now. Um, but uh, no, definitely two two different instruments. It's it's become quite a sort of quite a popular thing. It really it really has, and it's uh, well, it's basically it means I can do what I love to do, yeah. um, which I'd never been able to do. <laughs> it's become very popular in the last, certainly in the last five to ten years but it was starting to kind of just pick up a little bit before that um it's uh, but for a number of reasons for people who want to go and learn an instrument who've never learned an instrument before it's uh, there's a myth that it's easy that's a myth that's what i'm saying it's a myth yes. <laughs> it's not easy what it is it's i find i think it's the probably the most straightforward instrument to get people playing something quickly right you've still beyond that stage you've then got to get you know, you still got to put the work into practice to get as good as you would on any other instrument. Yeah. But getting people playing, you know, so I, I do sessions where I can get people people playing a song within a very short space of time and learning some basic skills. Yeah. But actually, beyond that, yeah, people have got to got to get their work in. And so, you know what? Some people find it difficult. Some people. So, 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 so this myth that oh yeah, it's easy, actually, in some ways, is a is not actually a helpful one because people then assume it's going to be easy, go along and try and do it and go, oh, I'm finding this really difficult. Yeah, yeah. And they go, yeah, but it's not as easy as some people make out to be. 
because it, it's um it's it's quite a, the, the sound is is quite a sort of I would almost say sort of like Hawaiian kind of Caribbean sort of sound. Isn't it's it? most definitely Hawaiian because that's where the that's the ukulele ah, right. the ukulele okay. originates from Hawaii. Um, and uh, in fact, in in Hawaii, it'd be called the ukulele. Yes, rather okay. than the u. But we've kind of westernised that into ukulele. I'm not I'm not sure why. I'm not sure why that came <laughs> in. But um, no, it originally comes from from ukulele. The word ukulele means in uh, in Hawaiian means jumping flea. That's what it translates oh, okay. as. Yes. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's why you get that Hawaiian sound. And one of the reasons you get that Hawaiian sound is unlike uh, all other uh, stringed instruments, or most other stringed instruments, the strings are called, it's called re-entrant tuning. So actually, the as you, as you pick the four strings as you go down, I should have bought one in today. I haven't got one with <laughs> As you pick the four strings as you go down, the first string that you hear is higher than the second string. Right. They don't go up in order from low to okay. high. And that's what gives it that kind of Hawaiian sound. So it is quite a unique instrument in its Absolutely. own right, really. Absolutely, yeah. So yeah. Uh, when when it came to um, working out what your, what your next career move was going to be, what part of it went right? Ukulele teacher. Uh, absolutely stumbled across this as the, <laughs> as some of the best things do, yes. do kind of happen. So uh, I uh, I played guitar since I was a teenager, for, which is quite a few years ago. For anybody, obviously can't tell how old I am here, but that was a few years ago now. <laughs> um, I played in various bands, uh, played played a fair bit. Kind of it lapsed a bit. Hadn't really been playing a huge amount. And then I got given a free ticket to go and see the Ukulele Orchestra of Great Britain, okay. who've been around going for they had their thirtieth anniversary. Three, a couple of years ago now, I think. I went to see them in London. Having had no real interest in the uke, I'm, I'm a, I'm, music's kind of something I've always done, listened to, played. You know, I'm into indie, pop, rock, yeah. all kinds of guitar you know, kind of music, whatever. And then I went to the Ukulele Orchestra of Britain, and within two songs, I went, I've got to get a ukulele. <laughs> and uh, that was just before Christmas one year. I got given it for Christmas three weeks later, and I've literally played ukulele almost all day, every day since. Uh, very soon after I kind of got it, I went and found a, a band called The Small Strings. Yeah. Um, went and did a 101, so The Small Strings are uh, linked to Ready Pop. Uh, went and did uh, join The Small Strings, and this was uh, 2014, I think, I joined The Small Strings. And, um, and actually, within a relatively short period of time, I was helping out with a bit of teaching of beginners courses. Uh, started doing a few more bits of teaching. Uh, realised that uh, people said, "Oh, you're all right. You're right at this, aren't you? You're quite quite good at this." And then actually, I gave up what was my first career, my day job, two and a half years ago to go. All I do now is teach ukulele. But so, if you'd have gone back seven or eight years and said, "What are you going to be doing yeah. in a few years' time, teaching ukulele?" I would have gone, "No way." And uh, but it's the best best thing ever. And it it, it it picked up quite quite strongly in in Reading as a as a as a thing to do. Where, where where can where can we find you teaching? So um so we have uh, so as mentioned the small, small strings um is uh, say run by uh, Ready Pop. Um we need a description of Ready Pop. No no uh, no we know I think people if, know Ready if Pop people, is regular listeners of, yeah, of our podcast yeah. don't know Ready Pop then um, no there we go so pop back a couple of episodes they'll be mentioned they'll <laughs> be on here somewhere absolutely so. so uh so I so I joined the small strings back in 2014 um so I've been in the band quite a long time uh, so the small strings is um there's around 25 
30 of us, something like that. Um, we meet every Wednesday at Ready Pop, every Wednesday evening from 7.30 to 9.30. Um, we play various gigs. Um, and uh, it was, uh, you know, I've been in the band since then, but I took over leading the band earlier this year. Right. Uh, I've been run up to that point um, by a guy called Rob Gilmore, who uh, I owe quite a lot to for what I do, because he kind of uh, said, you're pretty good at this. <laughs> and he's helped me, helped me get a fair bit of stuff. He moved on, so I, so I took over leading the band earlier this year. And we play, you know, various festivals. Obviously, obviously the Ready Pop Festival, yeah. but we had uh, we've had a few other great. We played at the Reading Beer Festival. Had a fun, fantastic gig there. Played various things. Fulbury Gardens. We've got playing um, uh, end of this month at Burfest. Over oh, in Burfest is great. Yes. Which is yeah. great. Um, we'll come back to that later because I've got a bit more on Burfest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're playing at the uh, Oktoberfest, which is the Basingstoke Beer Festival right. in, in October as well. So, uh, and then we also so small drinks community band so open to anybody you know I'm, I'm, I lead it but I'm the exception to, to what most people most people have non, never played any music in their lives come along want to learn the ukulele and over time you get to you know you play gigs at kind, gigs, of, yes. kind, of, kind of festivals on stage and absolutely and uh, we've got a 101 actually there's a good timing for this we have a 101 session so that's a complete introduction to the ukulele for anybody who's never played the ukulele before that's happening uh, next Wednesday uh, the 11th uh, from 7.30 to 9.30 at Ready Pop and then the following four weeks we'll have there's going to be a beginner's course running as well so then the idea is that you can go into the beginner's course and then that could lead you into either potentially the small strings uh, but also another group I run through Ready Pop is called Tea and Jam so which is where I've come from this uh, today um, uh, uh, oh does that work? No, it's, no, it's fine. Yes, it's fine. It sense. So we're recording this on the Thursday and it's out on okay. Friday. It's okay. It's okay. That works. Yeah, yeah. It does get a bit of time trouble and get to Yeah, no, absolutely. So, uh, so T&Jam is Ready Pop's uh, ukulele group for the over 60s. Uh, oh, okay. And um, so we meet every Thursday morning from uh, 11 to 1. Um, and again, there's sort of 20, 20 or so people in that. Again, we play, we play at the Ready Pop Festival, play various kind of gigs around the community, around, around Reading. We play, we've got various sort of ones in the Oracle and Broad Street Mall yeah. for various events and uh, all kind of community events. And that's kind of a great thing as well. So again, it's trying to get people... The, and, and the, you know, the one for Tea and Jam is really good. You know, the, you read a lot in the press, uh, sort of various things have come out over the last couple of years about how, you know, older people keeping their brains active, keeping doing things. Yeah. It's a social thing as well. And actually the progress that, you know, I've been running, I've been leading that for 18 months, I think. And the progress the band's made has been phenomenal. And uh, and they're lovely people. And it's a, kind of a great thing to kind of do. So. There's, there's, there's something that you're just talking about, sort of beer festivals and, and, a, and a ukulele. About this. There's something really quite quite nice about this idea of sort of sitting back with a nice beer and, and listening to some to some lovely sort of calming ukulele. Oh, music you say well, yes and no. We say calming. I mean, we tend to play fairly upbeat, okay. kind of uh, you know rock and pop kind of stuff. You yeah. know, people kind of you know will know you know popular kind of covers from 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, the occasional one from more recent, <laughs> occasionally. Um, but yeah, no, we, I mean, the beer, in fact, the beer festival, beer festival one, we had plenty of people out dancing and jumping around and whatever, <laughs> which is really good. And then, uh, yeah, so we, yeah, it's it's kind of stuff, yeah, you'll be listening, kind of go yeah. stuff, stuff that you know, and uh, and it's kind of good to listen to. Sing along, we were like people singing along. 
and we were, we were pretty like small strings we're pretty lucky we joined mark morris from the blue tones uh, for a song in his set at ready pop festival this oh, year fantastic. which was uh, which was a great experience as uh, as so well it, so it really does lead on to to some some quite amazing experiences oh, absolutely oh, absolutely and you think about think about yeah, okay i've been in the band a fair bit of time as a few other people have there was one one lady who that was her first ever gig wow. was playing and she's playing with somebody from the blue tones yes. you know you kind of go wow they can't make this up it's uh, that, that's her done she's, she's, she's oh i know she's she's, she's, she's yeah she's she's done yeah, retired now. <laughs> no, no, absolutely. Um, so yeah, the, the, you know, and people get to do. You know, there's a lot of people who would never have had the opportunity to go and do have these experiences and play at these gigs, um, uh, and would have probably never thought that. Because oh yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll go and learn the ukulele. I've never learned. A lot of people go. I've never learned an instrument. I've always wanted to try something, yeah. and it's a great kind of uh, great kind of way to go and be it, able to it, do that. It sounds like a good intro, but also a good, you know, solid regular regular instrument and group to get involved with as well absolutely and uh you know for kind of some of the kind of teaching things that i put in all the teaching i do in in kind of groups is i would i would all sort of argue that sort of 75 percent of what i do is teaching people how to play the instrument how to play ukulele. Mm. 20 percent is teaching people how to play music as a group and with other people and that's yeah. an incredibly important thing if you've never played music with people you know you've got to understand making mistakes is fine it's, yeah. it's not about being perfect I, uh, you know there's no such thing as a perfectionist in the ukulele band it's just you know there's 25 people on stage or whatever it might be yeah. um you know you do what you can do and so we have people who may have only been playing for you know some people have been playing for six weeks some people are playing for six years and they can all play together yeah not i can't think of any other instrument that's so inclusive like there's, there's barely any other sort of like event or or, or, or sport or anything like that that you can no. pick up after six weeks and be be, be a big part. No, and all age, all ages, you know, where we have big big mixture of uh, men and ladies in all, all these kind of groups and different different ages. It's uh, it's a, it's a really good really good thing to do. Yeah. And if you think my maths is bad, so there, there is five percent more. So the final five percent of the teaching <laughs> is teaching people to count to four. So music is about broken yeah. intersections, yeah. and I always do this when I first kind of, kind of teach. I kind of go actually, you know, very early on. You go, well, we need to do four of these, and uh, somebody will invariably do five. It's like teaching how, <laughs> making sure you only go one, two, three, four is quite important. <laughs> so I, I, I did um, while well, I was away over the summer doing uh, working in other offices, and uh, we're working in London and um, by London Bridge. London Bridge is that the one? I always get confused between London Bridge and Tower Bridge. Tower Bridge is the impressive one. The impressive Tower Bridge. Tower Bridge. (laughs) Just just by Tower Bridge, there's a there was a pub there called the Raven. Um, I'm not again on the. Oh, by the Tower of London. So it would be Ravens. It would. Yes. Yeah. There we go. You see, look at that. It's on the opposite side to the Tower. (laughs) Okay. So um, in that we a friend of me and a friend of mine had gone for a curry. Gone down. It was downstairs. No, it was on the it was on the on the floor and. Having our curry, and then I said, Oh, it'd be great if we could find some karaoke. Got another couple of drinks, it sounded like a good idea. <laughs> Went downstairs to the loo, came out, and I could hear someone singing along to Living on a Prayer. Okay. So I, went up and I can hear karaoke, it's coming from that way. So I went along, and uh, but went along to a couple of pubs there, couldn't see any sign of any sort of you no know, flashing lights or anything. Uh, and, and the lady, I said to the lady outside the pub that, that we went to, the Raven, I said, Is there any karaoke going on? She went, Oh yeah, that's the band downstairs. Band, band oh. karaoke. Anyway, it turns out it was uh, karaoke. Oh, look, which look was, at that! Which was fantastic. Hey, hey, so, so, so there's me up in front of a ukulele band singing my heart oh, out. So, so there you go. So you've already experienced the live ukulele oh, kind, did, kind of thing. It was absolutely so. terrific. No, absolutely. No, it's a great. It's a great thing to be able to do. <laughs> absolutely, that's good. Dave, t- just tell me. Just let's, let's look at what you what you're doing with the ukulele then, in terms of like just fun I suppose in a couple of bands 
Yeah, so I have obviously Small Strings and Tea and Jam gig, um, um, and I have one other teaching band as a as a band I lead, which is called Get Plucky, which is based out of the West End Centre over in Aldershot. Oh, okay, yes. So I have that as well. So on Monday night, I go and lead sessions, very similar to the Small Strings, but we play gigs, but they'll be obviously over sort of the, that that kind, of, that kind of direction. Also run a beginners course over there as well, and do a few other bit of, bits of teaching over there. Um, so that's really good. You know, another just a different out, a different yeah. different kind of thing. I made sure they're different songs to keep it interesting for me as much as anything. <laughs> so we have different kind of people different arrangements you got you know so it's all, all good fun are they aware of your split allegiance across borders? oh absolutely yeah no they they they, they you know i'm very i make them clear so they can uh, so I want, I want all the support i can get in everything i do yeah, so, very uh, true, very true. so uh, and then i have uh, so then i have another gig in bank called rocket kings um so this is a very different kind of kind of thing it still involves ukuleles but whereas all those other bands are sort of you know the community bands where with multiple mm. you know anywhere from sort of 20 upwards i mean my band at Aldershot, i've got 45 people there. wow so that's that's uh, you know that's a, a big kind of thing. So Rocky Kings is a five-piece band. So uh, we have a, a drummer, a proper drum kit. Yeah. We have a bass player, and then we have three of us who play ukulele and sing. Um, but we're all plugged in. We have pedals. You know, we could be a guitar band as much as anything, if you see what I mean. Yes. In terms of the the, and this is going back to right back what we first said. The ukulele is just another tool. Like I, I kind of wouldn't think that you've got a guitar. You know, I don't think you have a guitar band, a piano band, a mm. saxophone band, a ukulele. But I don't know why ukulele bands kind of have a little bit have this. They're a ukulele band. No, they're yeah. just a band who play music. They happen to be playing ukuleles, yeah. and that's very much what this is. So that's um, that's all original songs of which the majority um, I write. Um, we've been going since September two thousand sixteen. We play uh, various venues in Rome. I mean, we've played at Pavs, we've played the Rising Suns here, we've played um, at the Global Cafe, and then we've played a number of uh, festivals. You know, we've played, uh, we played at we played at Ready Pop Festival a couple of years ago. Um, we uh, we played at Burfest last year, and we're playing at Burfest this year as well. So actually, so I'm playing there twice. So so it's two <laughs> nights of music. I'm playing with Rocket Kings on Friday night, and playing uh, with the Small Strings on uh, Saturday. Um, and it's just a great thing. We've got an EP that's uh, that's kind of all Spotify and all o- yeah. online, which has uh, done pretty well for us, and it's fun. It's just fun, and we play. We played at Bunkfest last weekend up in Wallingford. Um, and uh, yeah, it's uh, you know purely purely for fun. There's five of us. We get together. We don't practice much. I'll have to admit, we practice if we've got a gig. Um, but it's just great. It's it's great fun. And uh, so it's another outlet for. But that's but that's very much original songs and a, a slightly different kind of experience yeah. to the ukulele band as such. Keeps yeah. it keeps it fresh. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I'm I kind of fairly prolific at songwriting. So uh, and yeah, and the great thing is the Reading music scene. It's, you know, I mean, it's in relatively recent times, I've kind of really come across the Reading music, you know, the last yeah. five years kind of thing. And, uh, and there's so many great bands out there. We've discovered bands we've played with, so many really nice people. You know, you've got great promoters, you know, like John Hubbard, Sid Siddle, some of these people are really, really important to the community and kind of keeping, you know, the, yeah. the music scene is, 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 is a, <laughs> but it's a really nice thing, you know, regularly now, you know, I'll go out to, you know, I can go out to a gig and I go, oh, there's a person from that band, person from that band. And you become <laughs> mates with these people. Yeah. It's, a, it's a great thing it, yeah. there, are, there are so many communities like that in the town like yeah. not just you know there's a music community there's a there's a beer community there's yeah. a there's well, I, like, a, I like that yeah. as well yeah who doesn't absolutely there's a running community there's yeah. a there's all sorts of these different things and I think it, it's it's fantastic there's such a diverse amount of things for absolutely. people to do really you've just got to 
get off your backside and go and right. find yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 that's really good. Was there a Burfest thing you wanted to say? So no, Burfest was going to say, so it's a great, that's a great festival. So if you know, if people don't know about it, it's over at Burfield, Burfield Common. It's got, it's all for charity. Uh, it's the most fantastically organised yes. event. It's, uh, I went last year for the first time when Rocket Kings played. It's got, the, <laughs> it's the biggest stage I've ever it's, played on. It's enormous, isn't it? It's absolutely it's, um, fantastic. I think yeah. I've been the last two years, right. certainly, and uh, it's 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 a big old stage. It's like for, for a band like us, kind of who yeah. just play fun kind of pub things. It's like suddenly somebody's put us at Wembley Stadium, yeah. and uh, <laughs> and it's uh, it's brilliant. So uh, so that's and that's the last weekend, uh, Friday and Saturday last last uh, weekend in September. Yes, so, so, it's, so yeah, okay. yeah. I think we'll, we'll possibly have a look at that one. Yeah. Uh, talk about that one a little bit closer to the time. Yeah, so there's so many great events like that going uh, on. They're, they're really really good, I believe yeah. they've got a much bigger tent this year as well. I saw, I saw a picture online actually of it. Yeah. I think, yeah, yeah, they were they were raving about it, it already. We went yeah. last year, even though it was hammering it down for most of the day, it was, it was yeah. still great. It was, yeah, it was great selection great. of beers as well, yeah. like yeah. Beer, and, beer and music. Well, what's, yeah. more, what's more to like? You what know? do you want? Really? Don't need anything yeah. else. No, absolutely. And Dave, just to finish off, is there yes. anything you'd like to just cover? Anything you'd like to tell us? Well, pretty much, basically, if anybody wants to learn how to play the ukulele, there's so many out. I mean, obviously, I, I have plenty of them, but I also, I also teach privately as well. So, teaching children, I do a lot of teaching. So, I teach in schools, and obviously, get get children children playing is yeah. is a really, really, really big thing. You know, if you get people playing any instrument, and I'll go any instrument from a relatively early age, it gives such a foundation. Even if they, you know, funnily enough, even if they don't carry on. That's a really great yeah. skill to have kind of done. And some of those will want to carry on, and it's so kind of inclusive. So, yeah, so I'd say I do some teaching in schools, but I also teach some children privately. I teach adults privately, and the whole thing is it's fun. I'm not a, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm anti got to go and do these grades and exams, because yeah, if yeah. people want to do that, that's yeah. great, but that's not really what I'm about. I, I think music should be fun, particularly, you know, people should be playing it because that's what they want to play. So, if you came to me, for example, Tom, and said, Actually, I've never played an instrument, I'll play the ukulele, the first question I'm going to ask you is when you've gone yeah okay well we'll find a time we're going to do it what songs do you like what bands do you like and I will go and try and find stuff right. that you want to play because actually it's much better when you're learning an instrument yeah. you go you'll, you'll want to play what you want to play because you'll practice but you'll also know what it sounds like yeah. and you'll go yeah. wow wouldn't it be great if I can play my favourite song yeah, kind, exactly. of, kind of like yeah. that so yeah so if anybody uh, fancies playing the ukulele <laughs> then uh, get in touch I do, just sort of this image in my head and I'm thinking obviously you get you know you get these the cool kids get around the campfire and they get their guitar out imagine yeah. if that's you getting out a Little ukulele, absolutely, and just plinking along. That's That's, yeah, and, and how easy to carry around, but easy yeah, to carry around the guitar as well. Very smaller. unique, very uh, absolutely. You know, people are going to stand up and notice. No, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Dave, thank you very much for coming in and talking to us. No um, problem at all. Thanks for uh, having me. You might see me at a learning to play the ukulele event. Sounds, sounds good very to me. Exciting. Sounds good to me. Thank you, Dave. Thanks, cheers. No worries. Cheers. David Stewart, Mr. Ukulele, as I've decided to call him in the time that it's taken to listen to that interview. Are you sure he's not just a giant man with a normal guitar? <laughs> yes, I've met him. Oh. He is normal-sized. Oh. Well, you're a giant man and you don't realise. <laughs> True. True. Uh, that, that is entirely possible. And I wanted to ask, can you play an instrument? Uh, I used to play the flute a long time ago, but I did buy Zachary a ukulele for his birthday last oh, month. Can he play? As well as any four-year-old. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't broken any strings You do realise that shortly you'll be subjected to every parent's nightmare, the recorder. Oh, God. <laughs> My friend told me that uh, 
you know, when we were at school, everybody just got the recorder and that that was it. And if you wanted to do anything more elaborate, your parents had to pay for that. Apparently now, each, I don't know if it's termly, um, there's like a bank of instruments and each child is given an instrument and her son came home with a violin. Oh, God. <laughs> and he's sort of seven and, oh, oh my, God. my goodness. Oh. Oh, no. Did you get out your world's smallest oh, violin? Yeah. <laughs> No, I just I felt for her. Oh dear. If a violin is played properly, it's great. If it's not, it's really bad. Uh, and question two on my list, or B, I can't you remember. You didn't ask me. Oh no, Hugh. Oh sorry. You you, did you ever play an instrument? No. Uh, I, uh, Carry on. I hang on. I I did learn piano for many years, but I hated it from start to finish, and therefore my development was slow at best. And uh, if you ever speak to my father. Um, my my main grievances as a child is I was not allowed to give up play piano to play to learn, <laughs> learn guitar. Um, when I got a bit older, I um, I did have a few guitar lessons, but I didn't really take to it. But I do have a guitar and an amplifier, and I can strum a few chords and make it. I'm about one level up from someone who can't play at all. <laughs> <laughs> but I really want to learn the drums. That was um, worth the investment, then, Hugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. I, I do enjoy it, but I'm. I wouldn't want anyone else to ever hear me play. <laughs> I okay. only play when I'm on my own. It's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to get a drum kit and learn drums because I'm approaching midlife and that's my crisis. Okay. Well, I've still got the uh, band hero that we bought as housemates upstairs if you want to jump on the old uh, oh, yeah. faux drums. Yeah, that's... Not real drums. Yeah, not real drums. I might go to Reading Institution Hickeys at some point. I went down there this, uh, this morning. It was a lovely shop. Yeah, lovely shop. It's a great place. What did you play, Tom? Uh, nothing. Nothing Can't at play all, ever? a single thing. Not even as a child? Nope. Uh, my nan had two pianos, and I wish if I'd have shown any ounce of interest, they would have been tuned. But I just hit the keys as hard as I could to make lots oh. of noise. Absolutely not musical in the slightest. I'll tell you what. Just quickly on this subject. My uh, cousin is a fairly high-level classical guitarist. His brother, also my cousin, is a fairly high-level trumpet player. My brother is Does a self-taught self self guitarist who, who is uh, at the level where he um, teaches people. And uh, my younger sister is a grade seven pianist as well. So there's music, musical, music in the family very much, but <laughs> the, gene, the gene <laughs> did, not, uh, did not reach me, sadly. Uh, I was rubbish at it and I hated it. I'm so sure you've got other skills, Hugh. Oh, so the thing is, if you play yes, the drums, you could be... Still unknown. <laughs> <laughs> if you learn to play the drums, you could be the new cause. Cause? <laughs> beautiful, I don't beautiful think, cause. I don't think anyone wants the new cause. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> I beg to differ. The Random Question. Thanks, guys. Um, oh, random question. That's where we are. We're at random question time. Who did it last week? Uh, do you know what? I cannot remember. I from think one you week. did it. You did it. Oh, I did. Yes, you let me. Okay, well, I'm going to let Rach go next then. Um, it's <coughs> random question time. <coughs> biased. <coughs> Rach, here you go. <laughs> biased? Why am I biased? Because you didn't pick me. All oh, right. I wanted to unfold that bit of paper, read out what's written on it. <laughs> you can do it next week. Oh, you're feeling a bit left out. Always. So I'll ask you a question. Oh. Where did you get your shoes? <gasps> what does that mean? Do you mean when we were children? Yes, or as children. The, cho the shoes where, where we're was wearing. Your shoe shop of choice as oh, children. Oh, I thought I was going to get 
to give Richie's shop a little shout out then. Nope. Oh, man. Not unless he gives us £250. And comes and shows us how to use the mixer. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. Tell you what, he can have a <laughs> shout out if he comes and helps us use the mixer. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know he might know from his DJing days? Oh, there you go, Rich. Well, he's he's oh, already no. one step above you, yeah. he, and Hugh. Right. It's so a very low step. Pop down to Doctor Martin's and go and <laughs> ask him. <laughs> so childhood shoes. Childhood shoes. Where did you get your childhood shoes from? Freeman, Hardy and Willis on Broad Street. Where was it? Oh, right, okay. Um, I think it was on the corner where that sushi place is opposite John Lewis. Uh, okay, yes. Uh, it's another one of those places like Quality Seconds where mum dragged us in and round and round and round and then... I always used to find it really weird when they'd measure your feet and they'd like almost clamp it in a thing and just mm. wrap a tape measure around. It was very odd. Does that still happen? I think so. I mean, yeah, it does. Think. Yeah. I've not bought kids' shoes for quite some time. So. I found out the other day that I've lived up almost up until this point in my life, like wearing shoes a size too big. I am a size <laughs> smaller than I thought. I mean, did they not just fall off you all the time? No, my f- or give you blisters. Well, my feet are quite no, because my feet are quite wide, so they were just wedged on. Shoes are like um, clothes, particularly women's clothes in oh the, in steady the, steady the, uh, they seem to be if you get a size 8 for in one design of shoe it's not a size 8 in another design of shoe okay and so I've had various shoes of various sizes which haven't fit before and but I actually my feet are quite wide and so my feet like they're a bit like me they're wide and short <laughs> so uh, <laughs> so um Oh, bless your little stumps. Yeah, so just a freak. <laughs> your trotters. Like hooves. Oh, hooves is better. <laughs> just yes. a freak. Um, so yeah, yeah. So this is this is a discovery I've made in the last year or so that so I'm a size eight when I was sort of a size nine. It's rather uh, rather sad, really. Oh. That's, oh, that's awkward. It's like admitting I'm short, although I was I was average height in 2009, but I'm You've not shrunk. Now. In the 1800s, you would have been <laughs> <laughs> average. I was huge, height. yeah, huge. <laughs> Uh, I used to get my shoes. I can't remember what the name of the shop was, but I used to get shoes from um, the sports shop in the Midway Precinct. I've got many pairs of trainers from there. Uh huh. Unremarkable experience. Can't tell you more than that. Apart from it was in the in the Midway Precinct at Um The only other place I can remember was not in not in not in Reading or Berkshire, but it's actually in Marlow, where my nan lives. Um, You're not allowed to branch out. I'm no, sorry, yeah, it's not actually, in Berkshire. But my mum used to seem to used to combined going to see my nan with buying our school shoes and there was a shop there I think it must have been just a Clark's the only thing I can remember happening there was my sister having a massive tantrum when my mum wouldn't buy her a pair of slippers it was one of those <laughs> tant- I'm sure you're familiar with she was I'm, I remember her lying on the floor beating the floor with her fists and everyone looking at her being sort of dragged out by by my mum who was furious <laughs> Yeah, I'm starting to think that's perhaps why your mum went to Marlow to buy shoes. So no, no one, one knew no her. One knew her yeah. <laughs> I, of course, never had a tantrum. I want to be that mum that when, when Zach does that, I want to be brave enough to just lie down on the floor next to him and copy him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was an advert that, you, that, that happened yeah. in, wasn't it? Yeah, marvellous stuff. <laughs> okay, well, that was a marvellous random question. Marvellous. Do you want to know where I got mine from? Oh, go on then. Newman's, which is still there, on Crowthorne High Street. Oh, right. 
for some reason we used to go to Crowthorn High Street from Bracknell when there were perfectly reasonable shoe shops in Bracknell Town Centre. Was it for the same tantrumy reason? No, no, no. no. Never. I never had a tantrum. Look, I'm mm. chilled, cool, calm. And I'm sure Angie would say otherwise. Well, she probably would. It's weird how that that's a thing, isn't it? That your your parents. This might be a further discussion, but. Weird, weird traits your parents had where they'd only buy certain things from certain shops. And my, my dad, my dad still only buys. I can't remember what what it is, but there's some item of clothing he buys. He has to go to a shop in Oxford that he used to go to when, <laughs> when he was at university fifty years ago and get some. I think shirts or something like that. He still gets from there. Um, you know, there's there's other things like that. It's, uh, I'm sure it's a discussion for another time, but or it could just be that my dad's a weirdo and no one else does. No, that. no, you're. I think you're right. I think this this feel, this sounds like a thing. Thanks, guys. Marvelous. I don't know why I keep saying marvelous. I'll it's get out word of it. Of the day, isn't I'll get it? out of it. Is it Mar- is marvelous fest coming up? No, that's been already. I think. I think it was. That's the one at um, D- Dinton, isn't it? Yes, I think so. I think could, be, gone, could be. Could be. Could be wrong. Uh, Dinter passes in Wokingham, so we will not be discussing not it. Today's Wallingford-related discussion is a complete anomaly and will not happen again. Uh, we're recording I the real. I can only apologise. We're recording people. the w- real Wokingham podcast tomorrow. So, um, just on on a quick note, I, I noticed I've been uh, speaking in a different way because I can hear my voice in my headphones. Yes, and I'm, I'm experimenting. You're trying to be a bit more jaunty. <laughs> yes, a little bit more. Creative. <laughs> what I what I had noticed like, was that like an actor, like Patrick Stewart or someone like that. What I what I had noticed was that every time you speak and you realise you can't hear yourself in your headphones, you quickly put your microphone in front of your yeah, face. I so you, do, yeah, you just did it just then. Yeah. <laughs> Not then though. This is all a learning curve. It's a new experience for for all of us. It uh, is indeed. It is so. indeed. If you've heard the dulcet tones of BBC Radio Berkshire in the background, we do apologise. Um, We'll try and fix it for next week. Unless they really like well, if you really, Radio yes. Barking. I mean, if you really like it, then fine, we'll leave it, I suppose. Bit of a Andrew Peach undertone on the uh, d- No, he's in the morning. He wouldn't be wouldn't oh. be this time of night. Um, before we go, though, here's Jeremy with how you can get in touch with the show. If you enjoy our prattlings about Reading, and if you've come this far, we assume you must be, please hit subscribe on your podcast app to get the latest episode every Monday morning. You can find us on Twitter at Real Reading Pod and search Facebook and Instagram for Real Reading Podcast. You can also email getreading at reachplc.com. Thanks, Jeremy. Uh, Rach, have you had a lovely time? I've had a lovely time, thank you. Thank you for inviting me. That's all right. Um, same time next week? Same time next week. We'll discuss in the WhatsApp group. Yes. Um, Hugh, have you had a lovely time? Although, oh. I, mean, I might be totes of motion next week. Why? What's going on? Oh, Zach starts school on Monday. Oh. Um, Let's hope we don't hear more phrases like totes of motion. Yes. On I said, well, I, he was allowed to use FOMO. <laughs> yeah, but that's a real phrase. <sighs> I, I did go a little bit towy, didn't I? Sorry. <laughs> Rach, just be warned. Um, mm. Don't post pictures on Facebook. Or do post, post pictures on Facebook. It's entirely up to you. Why? I don't is know. That, is there a big face? There's a big backlash about it. Is there's there? a backlash and there's not a backlash. So you okay. know, just. I think if I want to post a picture of my son starting school, that's my prerogative, isn't it? I if would you don't like it, scroll on by. Tend to agree. Hmm. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> we will scroll on by. Scroll on by. Just before we go, Rach. Just before we go, what am I doing? 
Be- I say beard, beard that's I was going to say, I've had a shave, you're generous, right. It's been promoted from its normal it's state. Four weeks growth there. Uh, yeah. Don't forget, if you know someone who should appear on the podcast, on the show, please do get in touch via Facebook or Twitter. Uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. You're listening to The Real Reading Podcast. We apparently live in a society where people who go to festivals need to be told that putting their sleeping bags down the toilet is not a, not, not a very good idea. Did you ever watch that program, uh, Hunted, on Channel yes. 4? Yes, that Did was you brilliant. Did see the yes. one where the guy came out of Reading Station yeah. and chased him all through Reading, yeah. all along the canal, and eventually caught him at the funny Yes, that was brilliant.